Hi friends! It's important to note, the views, opinions, and positions expressed in this podcast called Mood Food are in no way the views, opinions, and positions of the Department of the Air Force, Department of Defense, or the United States government, including the resources listed today. And good day, everyone. Thank you for joining us on this Wednesday's episode of Mood Food Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm your host, Jason Gordon, waving to everyone right now on the YouTube video. And I'm waving to you virtually if you're just listening to us on all of the platforms out there that we are broadcasting from. Carrie, thank you again for taking time to read our disclaimer Today's broadcast is titled Back to School During COVID-19. Hey folks, don't forget that we have our Facebook page, we have our Instagram page, and we also have our YouTube channel where you can see me waving right now. And uh, please subscribe, follow, like. It's very easy to do. Look us up. Let us hear from you. If you have any show ideas, moodfoodpodcast at gmail.com. Keep those emails coming. Keep those reviews coming. We really appreciate it. If you are downloading us from the Apple Podcast platform, which I know a lot of you are, please take time to leave us a review. We would greatly appreciate that. Othell's going to be reading those reviews on each and every episode, so please keep that material coming in so I can keep him gainfully employed, and I appreciate that in advance here. And uh, once again, today, I want you to consider doing something for me. Keep reviewing all of the items I've been sharing with you on all the podcasts. It's very important to stay connected with what you built off of and uh, you're building upon thus far. It's very important for your mood food diet and it will help you, especially when you're provoked with those situations and those items that come up that could otherwise trigger those unhealthy wanted reactions. We all need to keep ourselves in check and allow these episodes and the skill sets that I've been sharing with you weekly uh, to apply to apply them to your life and allow them to hopefully, hopefully benefit you in some way, shape, or form. So, back to school, COVID-19, my goodness, this has been a mess, hasn't it? 2020 has just been a nightmare on wheels, and it just seems like it's not stopping. But hey, we are going to control how we are reacting to it, we're going to control what we can control, and, and we're going to continue to live a positive life to the best of our abilities, right? There is so much going on, and let me tell you, we can get caught up in it all, and it can really, really uh, trigger some of those unhealthy thinking patterns. So make sure you stay connected to those positive points I've been sharing with you on a regular basis. It's very important that you do that, all right? So today is a broadcast talking about a checklist. And this checklist is a very valuable one. I, I looked at it, it's on the CDC website, and it might it might help you feel better about whether you choose to send your kids to school or whether you choose to keep them home during this time. But this checklist is uh, it's a really good one. It was very, very well thought out and structured and uh, planning for in-person classes checklist. And the list just goes on and on and on and on. So I really want you guys and gals out there that are listening to take part in today's episode and, um, and, and look up on the CDC website. It's a checklist for planning for in-person classes. So actions to take and points to consider if you are thinking about sending your kiddos back into the classroom. So if you if you can't write this stuff down right now, it's easy to find. I will put the link in our program description today so you can click on that. You can go right to the checklist, okay? 
So here we go, let's go ahead and get started. Check in with your child each morning for signs of illness. If your child has a temperature of 100.4 degrees or higher, they should not go to school. And make sure your child does not have a sore throat or other signs of illness like a cough, diarrhea, severe headache, vomiting, or body aches. If your child has had close contact uh, to a COVID-19 case, then they should not go to school at all. Follow guidance on what to do when someone has been exposed. Identify your school point person in contact. If your child gets sick, make sure you, you put the name of the, the person down and their contact information. That way you have that readily available if you need to get in touch with them. Be familiar with the local guidance that we have here in our area and also where you're listening from about local COVID-19 testing sites. And, uh, and make sure that you're staying on top of that because they have noticed that some of them are changing locations based off of uh, demographics and, and, and participation. So you might wanna make sure that uh, you're going to a testing site, but please, before you go, make sure that you're verifying the address because they wanna make themselves more accessible. So they're, they're changing areas and locations to, to bring those test, uh, test centers closer to where uh, more people are congregated, which is, is a great idea. And make sure your child is up to date with all the recommended vaccines. I'm sure all of you are on top of that. Make sure that you put down the date of their flu vaccine and, uh, and make sure you report that and including uh, for flu. All school-aged children should get an influenza flu vaccine every season, according to the CDC, uh, with rare exceptions. And this is especially important this year because we do not know yet if being sick with COVID-19 at the same time as the flu will result in any more serious illnesses. All this is from the CDC. You can find it right there and uh, review and uh, practice proper hand washing techniques. Isn't it a shame that we have to remind people to do that, but you have to wash your hands, don't touch your face, don't put things in your mouth, don't pick your nose, don't touch your eyes, don't pull your ears, don't touch your ears, don't put anything in your ear. I mean, there's so many rules and regulations to making sure that you remain somewhat germ-free, but uh, telling kiddos that can be a challenge, right? And that's been one of the major concerns is how are we going to tell these kiddos not to not to interact with each other, not to touch this. Don't put this in your mouth. Don't put this in your eye. Don't do this, that, or the other. It's very difficult. Wash your hands. Talk about micromanaging to the finest. They're gonna really have to nail this stuff down and, uh, and make sure that someone's monitoring this at all times. It's doable, but it's gonna take a lot of work. So make sure that you're reviewing those proper hand washing techniques with your kiddos, educating them about the importance of it as well. Make it fun, make it fun. At home especially, before and after eating, sneezing, coughing, and adjusting a face cover. Make hand washing fun, as I just mentioned, and explain to your child why it is important. Be familiar with how your school will make water available during the day and consider packing a bottle of water uh, to take with your kiddo. Develop daily routines before and after school. For example, things to pack for school in the morning like hand sanitizer and an additional backup face cloth covering and things to do when you return home like hand washing immediately when the kiddos get home and um, washing worn cloth face covering. So you may want to have more than one mask. You know, it all depends, but uh, you may want to have that readily available. Talk to your kiddos about the precautions 
uh, that they could potentially be exposed to at the school, uh, washing their hands about the importance of that, keeping physical distances from other students, good luck with that, that's gonna be hard to do. Wear face coverings at all times, avoid sharing objects with other students, including water bottles, devices, writing instruments, phones, etc., electronic devices. Um, and then you want to use hand sanitizer with uh, the ingredients being at least 60% of alcohol base in there, making sure that you're using a safe product that's approved by the FDA, of course. Develop a plan as a family to protect household members. This is a big one. This is a big one. And I think this is the right, this is the major concern that a lot of parents have, especially if maybe your grandparents are living with you at home or something, that what are the kiddos going to be bringing home to us? What are the kiddos going to be bringing home to grandma and grandpa? It's very, it's, it's a legitimate thing to think about. And you really need to work through this constructively and realistically develop a plan as a family member to protect uh, household members who are at an increased risk for severe, severe illnesses. And make sure your information is current at the school, including the emergency contacts and individuals authorized to pick up your kiddos from school. And if that list includes anyone who is, who is at an increased risk for potential having uh, severe illnesses in any way, shape or form, um, you may wanna consider an alternate person, all right? You may wanna consider signing somebody else up. Um, for that. Be familiar uh, with, with what's going on in the area and let that be your guide. And then plan for transportation. If your child rides a bus, plan for your child to wear a cloth face covering on the bus and talk to your child about the importance of following bus rules and any spaced seating and the importance of if, if there's any available, which there should be, and the importance of adhering to that. Don't go sit off with your friends and stuff like that. Um, if you're carpooling, Plan on every child in the carpool and the driver wearing a cloth face covering for the entire trip. If your school uses the cohort model, consider finding families within your child's group cohort at school to be part of the carpool. That's a great idea. And um, if your child has an individualized educational plan or program, an IEP or 504 plan, or receives other learning support like tutoring, ask your school how these services are going to continue. That's very important. You wanna make sure that you stay engaged with that. If your child receives speech, occupational or physical therapy or other related services from the school, ask your school about how those services will continue, especially like behavioral health. If your child receives mental health and behavioral health, you wanna follow up and make sure that they are getting that care and they're not forgotten about or neglected on that part. You want to also make sure um, that you reinforce the concept of physical distancing with your child. That's very hard to do. They're not, some of them may not understand the importance behind it, but if you practice it, then it will become more of a normal behavior for them to, to model after of, after. And, and I'm pretty sure the schools are prepared. Uh, some are prepared for this and how they're going to best educate that at the, at the level of the kiddo. They're not going to be trying to teach the kid at an adult, uh, at an adult level using adult language uh, for a kindergartner to adhere to. So uh, what I have witnessed and what I've heard thus far about a lot of the community schools is they're actually doing that and um, they're they're going to wait, uh, have a way to dumb it down so that it's not so, um, it's not so adult eyes, I should say, uh, and getting people to do what they need to do, the kiddos, uh, to adhere to those, those safety precautions for COVID-19. Cloth face coverings. If your school is requiring it, make sure you have a couple on hand. As I said earlier, keep them clean. 
Put your child's name on it. Make sure that um, you tell your kiddo don't share it with anyone. Practice with your child putting on and taking it off, making sure that they're washing their hands when they are doing that. Explain the importance of wearing the face cloth and how it protects them and others from getting sick. And as a family model, wearing face cloth coverings, especially when you are in situations where physical distancing is difficult to maintain or is impossible. And that may be if you go over to a relative's house that some of those physical restrictions aren't as great, but still maintain that importance of um, and modeling behavior of wearing a mask. Your children are watching, believe you me, that recorder is on. If you have a young child, help build their comfort wearing a face covering. And uh, here's some tips. Praise your child for wearing a cloth face covering correctly. You wanna give that reward. You wanna put a face cloth covering on stuffed animals to kind of mimic that. Uh, draw a face cloth covering on a favorite book character or allow your child to choose their face cloth covering that meets any dress requirements. Uh, that way they have some sort of decision uh, in the decision-making process or an opinion in the decision-making process. And if you have any other uh, questions about what your kiddos should be doing in regards to this, you can go to the American Academy of Pediatrics and they have some information there for you as well. And consider providing your child with a container labeled uh, with reusable bags, maybe some disposable gloves or whatever, face coverings, and um, that they may want to use when they're eating. All right, maintaining their mental health and social emotional well-being considerations. Talk with your child about how school will look different and, and how the desks are going to be further apart from each other. Teachers maintaining physical distances, possibly uh, uh, staying, you know, at the at a, at a far distance um, classroom for lunch. You know, they, they're going to be wondering why, they, why they're not being uh, interacted with by the teacher and it's going to look different. So kind of explain what is happening. And they probably already know. Anyway, we've been going through this now for the past six months and there are some behaviors I'm sure that they picked up. Talk with your child about how school is going and uh, is going to look and how those interactions are going to be with teachers and classmates. Find out how your child is feeling and communicate that with the way, uh, with, with what's going on. It may be uh, just try to normalize it as much as possible for them. Anticipate behavioral changes in your child for sure. Watch for changes like excessive crying or uh, irritation, excessive worry or sadness, unhealthy eating and sleeping habits and patterns difficulty uh, listening to you as a parent and uh, struggling from maybe anxiety or um, how they're going to react to stress, which is acting out. Anticipate behavioral changes is very uh, is a very uh, good tall tale sign of knowing that they're not coping with it that great and that well. So try to attend school activities with your kiddos in meetings. Uh, schools may offer different forms. It might be more so on the virtual form, but stay connected with what's going on because as a parent, that will help hopefully decrease some of your worry and anxiety about sending your kiddo off to school. You wanna be well informed and know what's going on in the, in the closed door environment of the academics. Ask your school about any plans to reduce potential stigma related to having or being suspected of COVID-19. That is a huge one. Bullying already happens, and this could really amplify that if someone finds out that someone has been exposed or has COVID-19. So find out what your school is doing about that to protect the ones that have been diagnosed with it. Check if your school has any systems in place um, and uh, to help students adjust to being back in school. Students may need help adjusting to how COVID-19 has disrupted their daily life 
and support may include counseling and psychological services and psychoeducational services, including grief counseling, social emotional learning, and other types of grief therapy recommendations and uh, services being offered there. Check if your school will provide training for students in mindfulness and uh, relaxation techniques as they are all going back and learning this new way of interacting in the classroom. Take breaks. Encourage your child to start taking breaks and engage in self-care mechanisms and and coping skills. Um, Taking breaks, getting plenty of sleep, exercising, eating well, and staying socially connected using the technology that they love to be on already. So just try to maximize that as much as you can. And so when we come back from Othell giving us a review reading, we will give you a couple of quotes that will hopefully be encouraging to you as we are all getting prepared for this next round of uh, school season and school academic year, uh, whether you're going off to college or whether you are getting ready to go back to high school, elementary school, what have you. Um, hopefully these two, these two uh, brief and very thought out Uh, quotes will be beneficial to you. So if they'll take it away, go ahead and read today's review, and then we'll come right back. Today, I'm going to be reading a review posted by MKTHN89, and it states, Amazing! Gordon, you are absolutely awesome. I love that you made this podcast. You're doing great. We want to thank MKTHN89 for the great review. If you would like your review read on an episode of Mood Food, please email your comments to moodfoodpodcast at gmail.com or you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Othell, for reading today's review. And so let's go ahead and we are going to read these quotes here. And like I said, they're really brief and they've been thought out and they're not all of that intelligent like style quotes that you may uh, be so, oh, it was very, very stoic or it was Socrates type quote, but uh, it's short and to the point and I know that you can apply it. The first one is from the CDC and it says, keep calm and wash your hands. How simple and true and important that is, right? And that might be something you want to teach your kids to say. And then the next one is uh, from an unknown author, courage is one step ahead of fear. So, Maintain that courage that you need if you are fearful of what's ahead in regards to sending your kiddos back to school. Know you're not alone. Other parents are probably thinking the same thing. So collectively connect with those parents. Support each other as you do go through this together. Strengthen numbers. And I know that will hopefully bring some of the, some calmness to the anxiety that may be um, being provoked by going back to school with COVID-19 still alive and well here in the United States and around the world. Thank you so much for taking time to tune in today to our edition of Mood Food Podcast, our episode here. And keep reviewing everything I've been sharing with you once again. You won't regret it. And make sure that you keep tuning in and uh, utilizing those skill sets because you're going to be tasked with a lot of upcoming things that's going to either set you off or, or provoke you in some negative way. But I just hope that you will apply some of the skills that I've been sharing with you to make sure that doesn't impact you. And uh, you'll be very proud of yourself for making it through those difficult times. 
And remember the disclaimer that Carrie read for us because we're going to always stick to that. And keep your mood and mind full of positive mental food. And until next week, we will talk to you soon. Once again, I'm your host for Mood Food Podcast, Jason Gordon. Have a great day. Be safe, everyone. And I look forward to talking to you next week.